Blog Talk Radio. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free, we're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights, we're Americans. Make up America, but it's amazing America. Welcome to our Convention of States podcast, That Provident Article. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the United States Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States project. My name is Paul Hodson. I am the co-director here in the great state of Texas. Each week we meet to educate ourselves on Article 5 to promote the Convention of States project and its use of Article 5 to reign in our federal government. For more information regarding the Convention of States project, I invite you to visit www.conventionofstates.com. Later in the show, if opportunity allows, our call-in number is 914-205-5632. Further contact information is available at blogtalkradio.com for that Provident article. We want to thank Madison Rising, America's most patriotic rock band, endorsers of the Convention of State project, for the use of all the music here on our episodes of That Provident Article. Please visit their website at www.madisonrising.com. And a quick review as we begin our show, Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution is available there in full on blogtalkradio.com on our site. We particularly look at that phrase, Convention for Proposing Amendments, as initiated by the applications of two-thirds of the state's legislatures. And we want to point out the subject matter of our application at the Convention of States. Three points. Impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and for members of Congress. Welcome to the January 30th edition of that Provident article. We are going to start today first by giving thanks for the last three weeks of our, our guest, Martin Harry. Ben Stratman and Stuart Collins, Martin Harry, the legislative liaison here in the state of Texas, kind enough to do that interview actually on January 1st, New Year's Day. Ben and Stuart both gave their interviews back in December. That's why you may hear a uh, have a have a Merry Christmas, I think, from Stuart in his interview. I also want to give apologies both to Ben and to Stuart. There was a mix-up in episodes, and that really caused a lack of promotion, proper promotion, particularly for Ben's episode, which we then aired on uh, Martin Luther King's holiday on the 18th. So Stewart actually got, ended up getting two Saturdays in a row. Um, I'm going to explain that here in a moment, uh, the explanation of where I've been the last three Saturdays, why I, why we had interviews for three Saturdays in a row. My work with uh, the Army Air Force Exchange Service took me out to Kuwait for almost four weeks. I actually left Right after New Year's, I was I was gone on the third, so the the January second was an episode I did live, and I had all these interviews typed and ready to go. Uh, I had a problem literally five minutes before I was running to catch my plane with Stewart's interview. Don't know what happened on the upload. I had the the raw interview, but not the intro and the outro, um, and I did not have access to my original files while I was over in Kuwait, where I was assisting with inventory. 
physical inventory of the uh, PXs, basically, over in Kuwait. While I was there, uh, I could not fully uh, do my show. I actually had to call in from Kuwait to get the show started. That's kind of why the showtimes uh, moved around a little bit. Um, and while I was there, of course, the exciting news occurred there on January 8th. Uh, when Texas Governor Greg Abbott revealed his big endorsement to call a convention of states and to make that a priority during the next legislative session. We're going to go ahead and move on, though, to other news in the convention of states before we get into our presentation, which has to do with the Texas plan introduced by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. And with all the news, we always want to remind you to go to the convention of states website, to the news blog, conventionofstates.com backslash news blog. But of highlights this particular week, we've had five early wins for the Convention of States in four states. The Arizona House Committee, the Tennessee House Committee, the Indiana Senate Committee, the New Mexico House Committee, the New Mexico House floor vote, and there's a YouTube video which Mark Meckler put out from Indiana or from, I think, in, actually I think he was one from Indiana. The one I have posted here on our slide is from the Tennessee House in which he was in front of the Capitol giving that YouTube uh, video of uh, just encouragement of what happened just this past week in the Convention of States, of course, beginning of the year, all of these states uh, beginning their sessions. And we also have applications in process. 27 other states among those, besides those four I've mentioned, have pre-filed, filed, or carried over. Eight have not yet filed, but we expect to file. And I'm sorry that that 27 includes the four states which we have mentioned. So that makes 35 states uh, total, which will probably be considering the Convention of States application this year. Uh, we certainly would be uh, amazed and pleased if all 35 passed through. We don't quite expect that on our expectations, but you never know. Um, but we are off to a, a flying start. Five, five wins out of five pro uh, prospects. We've had no losses so far. We are seeing some great enthusiasm from our supporters around the state so far. We encourage you to keep that up. And, of course, a number of other states will be going forward this coming week. But we are going to move on now to the big news here in Texas. January 8th, Texas Governor Greb Abbott unveiled the Texas plan at the Texas Public Policy Foundation, the 2016 policy orientation. It was the keynote closing address. We are succumbing to the caprice of men that our founders fought to escape. The cure to these problems will not come from Washington, D.C. They must come from the state. To begin that process, I am adding another item to the agenda for the next legislative session. I want legislation authorizing Texas to join other states in calling for a convention of states to fix the crack in our broken Constitution.
And I wanted to play all of that, including the nearly 25 seconds of standing ovation and applause Governor Abbott received. Uh, I've posted there the link to the video of his entire speech, which is about 39 minutes long. And, of course, a link to his document, a great document on restoring the rule of law with states leading the way. We're going to do an overview of that document, very brief overview in a few moments here. But let me give you some background. First of all, just the surreal experience I had. Again, as I, I mentioned a few moments ago, I was in Kuwait uh, beginning January 3rd. Actually, January 4th is when I arrived there. Um, and on January 8th, of course, Governor Abbott gave this speech on a Friday afternoon, lunchtime, around noon. I'm nine hours ahead. So about 9.30, I was actually getting ready to get to bed. Uh, I was online in the uh, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation Center near where my sleeping quarters were. And hoping for another, I was going to have a busy day the next day, wanted to get to bed, and suddenly Facebook blew up. And I believe it was Breitbart was the first thing I saw in which Governor Abbott had supported a convention of states. And needless to say, I was up for the next three hours. I was texting to uh, our state co-director, Tamara Colbert, and also messaging on some of our various communication mechanisms we have here in Texas, our legislative liaison, Martin Harry, trying to find out what was going on. And just to give you some facts here on, on slide three of our presentation, this was a surprise to everyone. To the Convention of States, we had no idea this was coming. To state legislators, our primary sponsor, Rick Miller, he let us know nobody knew. All of the uh, big players, the key cogs in this House of, Repre House, of, uh, well, House of Representatives here in Texas, none of them knew what was going on. They were each looking around asking each other, did you know this was happening? Uh, I called Chief of Staff for Senator Birdwell that uh, following Monday and asked Ben, uh, we had about a 15 minute conversation. I asked Ben uh, if he knew and if Senator Birdwell knew and, and Ben told me uh, Senator Birdwell had gotten uh, either a text message or something from the governor's office two hours before the speech, which just said, this is going to be something you're going to want to pay attention to and listen to, but it was not told the content. So the governor withheld this information from everyone. Uh, we think it's for, for good reasons. We are extremely encouraged about it. Uh, some insight here in Texas. The governor certainly has known about us for some time, all during the legislative session last year in 2015, from January all the way through into May, while we were there and visiting the Capitol pretty much every week. Uh, he assigned a staff member who showed up right when we had our press conference in February, he seemed to show up wherever we were. We would be sitting uh, either at lunch or at breakfast in the Capitol Grill, and this aide for the governor would show up and just have a conversation with us. He wanted to know what was going on, but we didn't have any other real contact with the governor or the governor's office. Be encouraged that Governor Abbott specifically mentioned only the four states that have passed the Convention of States application, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, and Alaska. So even though he did not come out and endorse the Convention of States, uh, be encouraged by that, that when he talked about his nine amendments that he proposed, uh, he included those four states. We are the only group out there which has an application which would cover his nine amendments. And then finally, Michael Ferris proclaimed that same day after hearing the speech, quote, Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, gave what I believe will be remembered as the most important political speech 
of our generation. Now for an overview of the Governor's Texas plan uh, before we open it up for phone calls. Uh, restoring the rule of law is what he titled his plan, uh, giving it had to do with the, the state's power to do so. Restoring the rule of law. He addresses all three branches of the federal government and also the states, and he describes the key problems in each branch and the states. For Congress, the Commerce Clause. For Congress, the Spending Clause. We often refer to that in the General Welfare Clause, and, and he made a distinction there, the actual Spending Clause there. In the Executive Branch, the Administrative State, and the Governor points out rules, regulations, adjudications, executive orders, executive actions, all the abuses that occur there. In the judiciary, the abuse of actively making law, rewriting statutes, and amending the Constitution. And then finally, he mentions the state's problem, they are at risk of being swallowed up by the federal government. And finally, in the overview of the Texas plan, he prescribes constitutional solutions for each problem, and then he describes and defends the Article 5 state-initiated amending process. We're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines now. Our call-in line is 914-205-5632 as we wait for the phones to light up. Let me give you a homework assignment, and that's to go to Governor Abbott's document on the rule of law. I'd like you to read it this week, take some notes, have some questions prepared. We're going to start diving into that next week. We think that this is going to be important, not just for Texas, but for the nation in the weeks and months ahead, that we understand what the governor has written and what he has proposed and what he has laid out in his document. Again, our phone number 914-205-5632, some ground rules. Speak respectfully, no foul language, no derogatory or defamatory remarks, no shouting or yelling at each other. We want to keep to the subject. We want to encourage dialogue, pause and listen to each other. So, Call in. I'll answer what questions I can from what I know. Um, there may be things I don't know, so uh, that that will be okay. Um, it, it's been an exciting month here in Texas. I just got back into town on the 28th, the evening of the 28th, so I'm still trying to catch up with all that's going on in Texas. Uh, it is a buzz here with the excitement we've had here in Texas concerning the Convention of States, and certainly there's a lot of excitement around the country with all that's going on in the various states that are already underway in their legislative sessions and the wins, as we mentioned earlier on in our news segment. All right, we're live now and waiting for any callers who might wish to call in. Again, our, our phone number, 914-205-5632. Um, we'd certainly love to take some calls concerning the Texas plan, what's going on here in Texas, anything I can help you with on that at this point in time. Uh, I'm still trying to get my bearings. I'm still suffering from some jet lag. Um, I, I had an interesting four weeks out in Kuwait. Uh, enjoy very much being there with uh, our servicemen and women, uh, our young servicemen and women. One of those opportunities I had was to go see the film 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, and it just so happens that I'm actually going to be in an event this evening, the 30th, with with uh, Chris Tonto Peranto, who uh, was one of the, the men there uh, on the ground in Benghazi and actually Convention of States. Uh, we're going to have a, a very short opportunity there to promote an event we have coming up here in, in Texas on February 9th. Let me go ahead and, and promote that. 
February 9th in Dallas at the uh, Biblical Arts Museum in Preston Hollow from 7 to 9 p.m. We're going to have Mark Meckler and Senator Tom Coburn at a town hall, and we certainly want to invite any folks who are interested in in the area to come and hear Mark Meckler and Tom Coburn. They're going to give very short presentations, and then they're going to open it up for questions from the floor. Uh, We are very, very excited about having them come out and uh, very excited here in Texas. As I said, the the governor's announcement uh, made everything a buzz here. We we are working with many, many more supporters who have jumped on. This is the same type of response as we had when the Mark Levin ads began in the fall. We're having anywhere from seven to 900 new supporters show up each week. Uh, which is giving us a, a, a management challenge, which is a good challenge to have. Uh, as I see no calls coming in, again, I want to remind you the homework assignment. Read through that document. It's 70, about 70 pages long, and then there's almost 20 pages of, of notes, maybe a little more than 20 pages of footnotes. The governor has been, done a lot of extensive homework on this, and uh, I have a caller, and I'm going to take that call. Hello, welcome to That Province Article. Who's on the line? Hey, Paul, it's Deb. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, Deb. How are you? I just wanted to say good job on the show. I missed the first five or ten minutes. I was just pulling in the driveway, but I ran in the house to turn it on, and um, just want to say good job and thanks for doing this. (laughs) But I did have a question. Okay. Um, I was just wondering if other governors have... um, supported what Greg Abbott is, you know, his plan. And I mean, I know it's specific to Texas, but just the whole idea of, um, you know, maybe coming up with their own plan or just getting the state's, uh, state's rights thing going and up in the, you know, foremost in the conversation. What, have you heard anything? We have not heard anything specific of, of any other governors um, jumping in yet. Certainly the way Governor Abbott presented it on on that Friday, January 8th, is that he he used the word, a phrase, I think, that he wanted Texas to lead. So we anticipate mm-hmm. that he is going to be reaching out to other other governors as you know they have their, their meetings. I don't know when they do their meetings. I think they do them halfway through the year, and they have their, their governors, their Republican governor enclave that they, they meet at. But we haven't heard anything specific yet from any other states. Now, of course, Louisiana, um, Governor Jindal had already endorsed um, – Convention of States. He's an outgoing governor, so that's not going to help there at that point. Yeah. But we've certainly had had a, had a governor before who's who has supported us. Okay. All right. Well, so I just yeah, it was quite impressive seeing the press conference or that day, that speech and everything. So uh, just wondering if it got the attention of other governors, and I'm sure it will. But I'm um, just wondering. So all right. Well, I know you'll keep us posted. Yes, yes, I will. I will be posted with uh, what I have and what I can. And uh, like I said, things are moving very quickly here in Texas. Of course, we also have a uh, primary right around the corner, so it is high high velocity campaign season out there. So there's there's a whirlwind of activity going on at the moment. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So welcome back, okay, <laughs> back into the country. All right, <laughs> all right. All right. We'll see you, you around, okay? Right. Thank you very much. All right. Take sure. care. Sure. Bye. Bye. All right, that was uh, Deb calling in, I, and uh, no one else on the line at the moment. I'm going to go ahead and uh, play us out with the uh, good old Madison Rising and Star Spangled Banner, and we'll see you next week to discuss 
uh, a little more detail on the Texas plan. We're going to go through uh, probably an overview, I, I'm guessing, at this point, uh, point by point, rather than diving deep at that point. It's Again, it's a 70-page document. We, we want to give it the time uh, that it deserves and certainly the time uh, that Governor Abbott deserves for all the effort he put into preparing that document. Here's Madison Rising as we play ourselves out. And that's a wrap for this episode of That Provident Article. I'd like to thank Madison Rising, America's most patriotic rock band, for playing us out with the Star-Spangled Banner. Be sure to visit their website at madisonrising.com and check them out on iTunes or Amazon Music. Also, thanks go out to Mark Meckler, founder and president of Citizens for Self-Governance, and Michael Ferris, head of the Convention of States Project. And more thanks to our state leadership team here in Texas. Don Glacy, our membership coordinator. Martin Harry, our legislative liaison. Tom Dowdy, our coalition's director. And Tamara Colbert, our state director. These patriots have put in thousands of hours of volunteer time for the cause of liberty, and I count it a great privilege to work with them. Because we are the brave. Yes, we are the brave. We'll fight you in pretty good. Welcome home. Well, thank you. Um, it's good to be home. I'm still trying to get my bearings, but uh, that's good. What can I help you with? Well, I had a couple questions for you. I was wondering if you could outline the, the difference in the enthusiasm for the legislation between the Texas House and the Senate. Um, can you can you cite any evidence of past willingness to advance the legislation that you guys want? Ooh, um, it's probably a little early for us to be able to gauge that well at this point uh, especially in you know campaign season is a time when when politicians are are really good at not answering some things like that and a lot of them are are really trying to digest the governor's um his his document uh like i stated during the broadcast it took them all it took everybody by complete surprise nobody knew this was coming um you know we were ecstatic about it but they're still trying to digest it. So we have reached out to some of the legislators, and we've got responses. We're, we're looking at it. No, uh, we're, we're trying to digest it. So um, especially on the Senate side because that's, that's where we fell over uh, last year, as you know. So yeah. we, have not heard, we haven't heard any – we haven't heard any real enthusiasm. We haven't seen anybody 
cross over yet, but this is going to be a big, big help to us, we believe. Well, with, with Estes out, um, your chances might be better in the Senate this, this next session, do you think? So um, I'm not sure where you're going with Estes out. He's not even up for election this year. So um, Yeah, and I, well, my understanding was that he was, he was one of the major uh, impediments to your progress. I remember a testimony or, you know. He certainly is, but we don't have any evidence that he's going to change his, his mind. And whether or not he's still on the same committee, the State Affairs Committee, is yet to be seen. But any senator can tag the bill. The, I would certainly expect that, that play to be made again by him. Yeah. Well, okay. Um I was going to ask you something else. I mean, this is extraordinary progress that the governor has come out like this for you guys. I mean, I think it's evidence of your hard work, and I, I congratulate you on that. Um, um, is there any? We we certainly. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I just think like you've got such momentum here that it's a little bit ahead of where you are right now. But is there any talk about what you would do with the momentum and the, the organizational uh, efforts that you've made after you get this thing through? I guess you would focus on other states, right? Other states that that haven't come this far. Oh, a- absolutely. And you know, other states are moving uh, actually quite far at the moment. We we've had a lot of momentum this week. We're we're going to see what happens the next couple months in some of the states. I would expect it looks like Tennessee is going to get out the door probably in the next few weeks, and they'll probably be the next state to pass. Although New Mexico had a couple couple big votes. Just this past week, um, the response I don't you know I don't know if you've seen any of the videos. We have packed all of the committee hearings, and I mean packed them with people. Yeah. You're talking 30, 40, 50 people in every state. So uh, the response has been overwhelming, and I know in I'm trying to remember the state, it might have been Indiana. One of the people who was either on the fence or was opposed, just when he saw the number of signatures and petitions show up just from his district, he changed his vote, that committee member. So um, well, the grassroots support is huge. It's, uh, you know, it, it speaks volumes when you have people behind us, and we're less than two and a half years in, and we are beginning to see some, some good fruit from all the effort that all the all the great supporters around the nation have been putting in. Yeah, it's, a, it's evidence of a payoff. I'm very proud of you, and uh, congratulations on it so far. Well, well, thank you, and uh, it's a long process. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the interview I did with Stuart Collins, who's a volunteer out in Florida who's put in a lot of hard work, but part of our conversation had to do with we have to, be, we have to realize we are playing a very, very long game. This is just part one is just trying to get to convention. This is going to be an education process when you have convention and then the ratification process. This is years of work we're going to have to put in. So uh, we're at the beginning, but we're having a good start. Yeah, very exciting. Well, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I, I saw your number pop up after I played the outro, but uh, I said, hey, got a caller. I'm going to take him anyway. Yeah, I didn't. You said something about that broadcast was over. I actually called um, early on, and it and it, it died. It rang, and then um, I was listening to the show over my phone, and you said, um, oh, I've got a call, and I thought, oh, that's me, and that was Deb. So I don't know if I did something <laughs> wrong, but in any case, just to let you know what happened. 
Okay. Um, well, I would normally – I can see multiple calls when they pop up, and I only saw one. But uh, we caught you, so that's good. It's all good. Hey, man. Have a good weekend. I'll see you soon, okay? All right. We'll see you, Joe. Thanks. Bye, Paul. Bye. I'm going to end our episode with that. I'm not going to try and sing us out. Uh, and we'll see you all next week on that Provident article. <laughs>